Thank you for listening to the Power Shift Mindset. We'll be discussing techniques, concepts, and strategies to help you achieve the success and happiness you're looking for. Hey, thanks for joining us today. It's Coach Jay, and today we're talking about your circle, the team of people around you, and how everyone can benefit from a coach. Hope you enjoy the show. Hey, Coach Jay here. I'd like to mention Simon Says Farms. That's S-Y-M-A-N Says Farms, one of our sponsors. Family-owned farm in Salem, Connecticut that produces a lot of all-natural products. On the farm, they produce goat milk lotions and soaps. They also have a variety of swanky sauce, a honey habanero barbecue sauce and marinade. With everything going on in the world due to the pandemic, let's support some of our local family-owned businesses. Simon Says Farms will ship their products throughout the country. Check out the link in the show description and see their full line of products. SimonSaysFarms.com. That's S-Y-M-A-N SaysFarms.com. Hey guys, it's Coach Jay and I'm here again with Shruti Sadana and we're going to be talking about the team you have around you, your support circle and coaches. Yes. This is a great topic. It's one of my favorite topics. So Jay, I want to start by asking you, what kind of people are you surrounding yourself with on a daily basis? I definitely have a large um, group of people. And, and when I say that, there, there's probably five or six people that I look to for support in many different ways. Um, I have, uh, I've mentioned my friend, Gina, uh, numerous times, who's my unofficial life coach, and she's helped me in in many ways. Uh, and just me personally, um, suggestions with building a, my coaching uh, business. Uh, she's given me suggestions in regards to the podcast um, and communications. And again, I've talked about my marriage up and down and different communication skills and stuff like that. Uh, other friends that have helped me with and. Uh, emotional and, uh, and and mental health, uh, and then on on the athletic side, I have uh, many coaches there. Uh, the, the soccer coaches and Coach B and Coach Art, who I've, I definitely lean to for for any type of tips or pointers. Uh, Roxanne uh, for archery. Um, Coach Dan just checked in on uh, when I went a quick live to talk about this. I, I know I've talked to him on the archery side and then on the fitness side, he's a, a, another gym rat. So and he's critiqued my form on some of the, the weightlifting, but uh, definitely having people around you that you trust and that have your best interest in mind uh, is key. Yes, absolutely. And I also think this is something I focus on before I hang out with somebody or before I talk to somebody, I kind of check in with myself to see how I'm feeling. And then after I have a conversation or see a specific person, I also check in with how I feel. Is that something you do also? As far as the connection you have with someone? Yes, but also like the influence. Like, do you feel more positive? Do you feel more anxiety? Do you feel a specific emotion that you were feeling before and after. So let's say I'm feeling calm before I go hang out with my best friend. And then after I hang out with her, I feel even more inspired. 
that shows me that I'm in the right company. Whereas if I feel calm before I see someone and then I feel down after, then I kind of have to wonder, is this person that I'm surrounding myself with the right person? Is it my energy or am I absorbing theirs? Does that make sense? Uh, yeah, no, I, I know what you're saying. Um, it, you have your support group and uh, I'll use and the term coaching in there as well. And there's a big difference between someone that might be unsupportive and constructive criticism. And going back to that's a really good point. What what Gina had said about our first podcast, and like I just talked to you I, before we started recording, is we're this is our fifth episode, and I'm more comfortable with how I'm speaking in front of a mic, going live on on Instagram or Facebook. Um, I've talked to teams for years. I, I have 20 years of coaching high school. Um, and I can, I can say I have I mean, 30, 40 seasons between soccer and baseball where I've talked to groups of athletes and stuff, but talking to that inanimate object or when we don't have a video where we can look at each other and make it feel like a real conversation, it, it felt weird. Um, so after the first podcast, she listened, she said, hey, have you ever considered I mean, voice lessons? And it wasn't a coming across as where someone might say, oh, geez, you stink. You sound like you're not comfortable on there. So the difference <laughs> between being unsupportive and giving constructive criticism. So that's the thing. Like you said, if someone's supportive and giving you constructive criticism and something for you to build on or make some changes, yeah, at the end, you, of course, human nature, you're going to look back and say, oh, geez, I'm doing this wrong. But you gave me the tools or you gave me the direction to go where someone else that might just rip you apart, that's going to that's going to pull you down and it might not necessarily be the person you go back to. Oh, definitely. No, you make a really good point about constructive criticism because the right people in your life will want to see you succeed. And then they will give you advice on, Hey, you know what? Maybe this is something you can think about instead of being like, eh, I don't think you can do it. Mm, there's like a one in a million chance. Those are two different things. So that's something to focus on. I have a best friend who, uh, her name is Carla and I love her dearly. She's so honest. She's a badass. She's feisty, but she's also really loving. And we were having a conversation yesterday and she knows me really well. There are certain things about myself, even though I know them, sometimes I, I don't want to say it out loud because you know we don't like admitting our faults all the time and she looked at me and she goes you're stuck in your comfort zone in some areas of your life and I know she was right and it was something you know I didn't necessarily want to be aware of even no I'm lying I want to be aware of it but when someone you know tells you it's a little bit different than you thinking about it yourself and one thing though that I I, I took a little personally was, you know, she's talking to me about how, you know, would you have a nine to five job if you were married and all this stuff? And I'm like, mm, maybe if like I really needed to until like my career started taking off in my creative industry. She's like, but that's a big if. And that kind of struck a chord in me because I'm like, well, you know, maybe it was my own projection, but I'm like, well, then are you doubting my my work and my talents because I feel confident that timing is everything and I feel confident in my work so there's no ifs in my in my vocabulary I'm like it's happening it's happening in its own time I'm putting in the work 
I don't have a doubt in my mind that it's not going to happen. So I got a little offended by that. I didn't say anything to her, but I, was, I, I questioned, I was like, does she, does she believe in me? I'm like, of course she does. She's my best friend, but you understand how that can be perceived. Right. But yeah. I know she has my back. Yeah. I mean, at times it does come down to communication skills and it's something that and I've, I've discussed with my wife many times and, and, and other people where you need to, you need to respond and not always react. And that, and mm. that sometimes if you don't comprehend it and you just like, it's a reaction and, and don't sit back and, and realize exactly what you're going to say. And, and that happens a lot, especially when there's frustration of some sorts um, and a, a boss at work, a, a team coach, if there's, something that didn't go right, it's going to be that reactive, aggressive, not necessarily worded the right way. Um, yes. There's yeah, it, it's like not intentional where it's like, oh, I didn't mean to say it like that. And it came across to you in this way. That wasn't my intention. I was more of like constructive criticism or something. Right. Yeah. And, and sometimes like in a case like that, if you, if you were having a, a back and forth actual conversation, this wasn't through text. Keep in mind, we always read a text or an email in our emotion at the in time. Our, yes, yes. And, and not necessarily the way it was. No, this was in was person said. though. And yeah, so, so that's when you can say simply, I, I, I don't understand what, what you're saying. Uh, can you reword it or, or and give me a little more information as to where you're going with that? And then maybe, when there's the, the fine details in it, it might not have sound as aggressive as as it came across initially. Right. I personally am not a big believer in backup plans, for example. I think you can be smart. I think you can, you can be strategic. Like, let's say, saving up money, right? Sure, you can do that. But when it comes to certain goals that you have, I feel like anyone that asks you, okay, well, what's your backup plan? Are you asking me that because you're projecting because you have some backup plans? Because I don't believe in that. I think you can expand. I think you can grow. I think, you know, there's so many different avenues you can take, but I don't. So if someone was like, oh, what's your backup plan? If you're not in the entertainment industry, my answer would be, I don't have a backup plan. I'm in the entertainment industry just like how what is it the movie legally blonde i love that line where she um the guidance counselor asks elwood she's like so harvard's like a tough choice so what's your backup plan she's like i don't have a backup plan i'm going to harvard she was so congruent and sure about it i think people that really support you and have your back even if they don't agree with your lifestyle they will push you to be the best version of yourself to achieve your goals, even if that's not their path. So like you could be a doctor, right? You could be a lawyer. I could say to you, well, there's like so many lawyers and doctors in the world. Like, why are you doing that? How do you know that you're gonna not get laid off? I could, I could ask you the same thing. Okay, well, what's your backup plan if you get laid off? Or what's your backup plan if your house burns down, God forbid, you know? There's, there's no backup plans in life. I don't believe that. I, I think there's a couple ways. I mean, I think, as far as career choices, I think a lot of people, if you're not white collar or more of the well-known traditional blue collar, I mean, if you're a building trade, a carpenter, plumber, electrician, a mechanic, construction. So if you're not one of those and you're doing something 
and you're you're in acting. I I do music. Uh, I went to college for two years uh, with my major interdisciplinary fine arts to teach K through eight, which basically elementary school music teacher. And a lot of times, people that aren't into the arts, that stereotype of the starving artist, they're always right. the, that backup plan. And because yeah, I mean, how often you hear about the, the actor, the actress that moved to LA and they wait tables for five years until they get their first job because right, they yeah. have to wait tables. Um, but as far as being an entrepreneur, like you mentioned, what's your backup plan? And you have multiple things. You have your magazine, you have your acting, you have your modeling, you have multiple producing, things. Like, so, yeah. yeah, so it's not, you don't need a backup plan, but you do have three, four, five, six different projects going at once exactly um so that's you don't look at it as a backup plan where someone else looking in saying oh i see this is why you're doing the, the podcast as a backup plan to the acting no it's just another project i mean i have yes i have the photography i have and so same type of thing where they're they're not backup plans but in the eyes of others um, totally and, i mean but there's also that you know kind of what you brought up was well if you're like in a serious relationship what happens if you have to get a nine-to-five job or you have to do this or if this person wants you to do this and I'm just like well I don't I feel like people that are in your corner like even if you have to compromise a little bit they won't take you away from your dreams they'll be like okay you know what well you'll do this on the the side like make this money like on the side and then until your other stuff starts picking up then you can then you can you know like keep doing that like just keep making your money they would push you to be like okay I want you to have that so let's see like what we can do in the meantime together so you can also have what you want I don't I don't think the person that's like "Mm, I don't think you should be doing that like like you're probably you know the one in a million chance I'm not sure I would no, I know that, I that's not the person. person life. Yeah, that's not the person you want in your corner. Exactly. Like, um, like you're, you're mentioning you're mentioning and careers and dreams and stuff like that. And on a smaller level, um, I mean, I chose years ago that I'm going to do what I want, and not not in a selfish way. So, I dated someone who was not much of an outdoorsy person. Mm-hmm. So I've always been an, an athlete. I've always been an outdoors person and hiking, backpacking, camping, yeah. playing sports. And this person wasn't. So for the term of that relationship, I personally kind of gave that stuff up, just chose the person I was with over the activities. And then I remember after that relationship ended, I decided, you know what, I'm going backpacking. And a friend of mine said, why are you doing that? You don't do that. No, I do do that but I was with someone for a certain amount of time that wasn't interested so I gave it up but do you think that was fair to you no well that's where after that I said you know what I'm not doing that anymore and we were two towns away from where I grew up so a lot of the times I was spending time with her friends as opposed to mine and even when I met met my wife and now we'll we'll be married for 20 years in June together for 21 plus. And I remember telling her, Hey, listen, I do these activities. These, this is what I do. I have friends. I have male friends. I have female friends. I, I make friends. And if you're not comfortable with that, then we can't 
continue, um, but I'm going to put it out there. And how did she uh, respond to that? And well, obviously, well, still uh, obviously, obviously, 20 years later, she said, hey, what the hell, give it a try. Uh, and it's and it's worked. And I have and she goes she's gone backpacking with us. Not not her favorite thing to do. I have other friends I go backpacking with. But she'll still do it to support you, but then she'll also won't get yeah, mad no, at you if you want to go do it with your friend. Right. And, and so that's, that's the thing where you have to do what's right for you and people have to support what you're doing. You have to have people in, in your circle. And like I said, th these are hobbies and activities, although and the support of friends, I mean, I get, I get teased at work from a couple of the, I mean, I work in a shop, so it's all guys. And I have friends and you, you, notice because we've talked on different topics where it's we've made reference to the people that have been there for us and gratitude yeah. we gave thanks to people well obviously when i'm talking about my circle that's going to be the same handful of people that i was thankful for in the last podcast mm -hmm. um, and i have a more close female friends than i do male friends um i i mentioned my friend aaron who is the, the friend that helped and recorded our, our new intro mm -hmm. uh, out of my male friends. He's the one that I've probably opened up with the most heart to heart talks over the years. Uh, we see this often when you have a, when you have a kid and the kid's 18 months, two years, three years old, you tell little Johnny, it's okay to play with Susie. She doesn't have cooties. And you tell Susie, you can play <laughs> with little Johnny. He's not icky. But then when we become adults, we're not supposed to have friends that don't have the same anatomy as us. As an adult married right. male, it's bad for me to go out with a female for lunch. And we, why do we make such a big deal where, I mean, these are your support groups. These are your, your, your close people that support you and are friends with you. But why as society do we look at that in that light? When I think so, that if you have trust, and I think that's the biggest thing in any relationship, whether it's a romantic relationship or friendship, family, professional, the biggest thing is trust, right? When you have trust with somebody like those things, okay, you want to go with your female friend for lunch? Sure. Go ahead. If I don't trust you, then I'm going to be questioning everything you do. But if I have trust in you, then I don't care if you like go out with your female friend. Okay. You're going to do what you want at the end of the day. Right. See, so, I but I think that trust should be taken further. If you don't trust enough to allow your your spouse or significant other to go out with someone who you think might jeopardize the relationship, then why are you with them to begin with? I mean, right. same, thing, same thing with like, you're, you're working in, in a shop or an office and you have to micromanage and check on them every single time. If you have to check on someone and watch webcams and, 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 and check every little thing they're doing, is that the person you really want working? If you can't just, be confident that they're going to do their job. Is that the person that you sh you should have there? I so, I agree with that. And I your, agree with your, that. your circle should be someone like you said that you can trust, um, and that they trust you as well. Well, yeah, and I've had friends tell me they're like, well, you know, what happens if you book a movie in LA and you're working with so and so and like your husband's at home, like what do you think he's going to think? I'm like, if you trust me, like he's not going to think anything. Cause that's my job. That's my career. Like right. if you don't trust me. If I can't trust you, like if I leave town and I know you're home by yourself to like go out with another girl behind my back, then 
that's on me. Like you're going to, like I said, you're going to do what you want at the end of the day, but if you have enough trust in someone, you won't even think about those. Things. I think part of that is again, outside of the art world, you're, you're in acting. So not only are you one's in New York, you're in LA recording a movie, but now you're re recording a movie and I don't know what your limitations are, but it's got a romantic scene. Maybe it's the possibility of a nude scene or a, right. a, a scene with intimacy in it and where someone outside of the, the art world and understanding what your career is, is now they're going to really question it. Oh, geez, how can you let her be naked with another guy? No, she's not naked with another guy. She's doing her job as an actor. Exactly. And I do, I do photography and I've, I've done nude work and stuff. Right. People would say, make a big deal about it. Oh, and your wife's okay with it's art. I'm taking, it's not. And it's like when you go to the doctor's, and it's they see you naked and, i mean yeah i mean do you, do you think every time the doctor makes the guy turn his head and cough the, his buddy's saying geez your wife lets you do that i mean it's like <laughs> and it's just it's part of the job and it totally you, you want the people around you that are going to support you and yes and i mean at this point in my life for me like if I don't feel peace when I'm around you. I'm going to remove you from my life. I know that sounds harsh, but like I will be like cut someone off if they bring me any type of doubt where I'm like, I'm doubting you or like the intentions you have for me or if you support me. If I feel that at all, I will be like, listen, I have love for you and I, I continue to have love for you. There's no hate, but I cannot have you in my energy space because whoever is around you is going to make or break your dreams. I remember Will Smith said that, and I love that video. He's like, are people, you know, pissing in your pool or like, are they throwing logs on your fire? He made this analogy that was really brilliant. And, you know, he said, you got to defend your light with your life. So who you're surrounding yourself with energetically, whether you're consciously aware of it or not in your environment, is going to have a huge effect on the vision that you have for your life. And you'll notice when you remove that, you know, maybe somebody's not jealous, but they're like, oh, she's doing what she wants. He's doing what he wants. And he has no doubts. They might have their own limitations where they're putting it on you and projecting it onto you. And then you're, you start to feel it and then maybe absorb it. And you're like, is this me or is it this person? And then when you remove that person, you're like, well, I don't feel that way anymore. So it, it must have been the person you're surrounding yourself with in your environment. Yeah, I, I've done the same thing recently where if they're not holding a positive space, then I, I have to put a little distance um, in it. And, and in a lot of cases, people nowadays, for some reason, social media is the, oh my God, you took me off of Facebook. Um, that doesn't necessarily make or break whether you still have a connection with someone but mm -hmm. there there are times where it's like you know what if i've reached out to you multiple times and not gotten a reply and if if you told me that you were going to connect with me and it's nine months later and you're trying you know what and i i'm the type that i've i've kept a lot of my circle of friends together and i've been credited for that and i think i mentioned that in the, the last podcast where and a friend of mine said, you know, it's because of you that we're all still together. And and I, I'm not going to take full credit for it, but I, I am probably one of the more social ones that I, my friends mean the world to me. 
And, yeah, I know. I and, already talked about that in the and, last episode. And, and I'm going to say that and my door is always open, but at some point you, you have to knock. I, I can't. There has to be boundaries. Yeah, I can't. I can't. No, more. You have to be the one to come and knock. Not, not, not so much the boundary. Not, I, I, yeah, I can't. The phone works both ways. Right. I I remember one of my wife's cousins would say, "You never visit. You never visit." And I said, "Well, you never come to me." Oh, but you live so far away. Wait a minute. So eighty-four is only a long drive if you're driving east. It's not a long drive if you have to drive west. I mean, how, how do I live so far away yet you're close to me? I mean, so <laughs> when you put it on them uh, and it's just, I mean, and you, you, you know, who's in your circle, who's there for you. Um, oh yeah. Friends, like I said, I, I have friends that you, you try to make and taking COVID out of the situation. Cause obviously people are putting distance with that um, distance and when and where and how we can meet now. Um, but when you have a friend that you're trying to schedule with and one is telling you, oh, I'm sorry, I'm busy. I'm sorry, I'm busy. Where another one says, hey, I'm busy now, but three weeks from now on Thursday night, I have some availability. Are you okay then? Oh, no, sorry, I'm busy. Well, what about the following Tuesday? It's open for me. Great. Let's put it in. So yeah. you, you might have booked five weeks out to sit down and have that, I mean, that drink with the buddy, but they made the effort to put you in there. It might have taken five weeks before your schedules aligned but right. the effort was there where someone else has said no no sorry i'm busy and they, and they don't look out again you know which which mm. ones hold, hold a more important part in your circle right. or where you hold an important part in their circle absolutely i think that you know i've always said the time and energy is the most beautiful gift that you can give someone and I'm a little bit of a snob when it comes to that because I'm like, if I'm giving you my time and energy and you're not reciprocating it, okay, fine. I get the hint, but like, don't hit me up when it's convenient for you. Like only when you want something, you know, there's somebody in my life who I I will say, like, I was very immature when I was younger. I did stupid stuff, but I made an effort to keep that connection where I would wish this person like a happy birthday every year, even though that was like the only time I would reach out. Like, I'd be like, I genuinely and sincerely want to do this because I care about this person. But then there was a point where I felt like they would only hit me up when it was convenient for them and then like disappear. And I was like, you know what? I was like, I, I don't, I think there was a point where I felt like anger and hate a little bit of hatred, like where I felt bitter. But then I was like, you know what? Like, I was, I don't have any regrets because anytime I reached out, it was sincere. I think I would have had more regrets where if I was like, oh man, I wish, I wish I had reached out. I wish I had done more, but I know in my heart that I did everything I could. And I'm now I'm like, well, I don't have any regrets. Like it's not on me and I'm not desperate for someone to return that energy to me unless it's sincere, unless it's genuine. And I'm like, I'm just done. I'm done. I don't want, I want only, like I said, that peaceful energy around me. And if it brings me that bitterness or feeling upset, I'm like, why would I want that around me? That goes along with that, that phrase, the, what is it? The reason, the season or a lifetime. Yeah. Right. And you had mentioned it and I hadn't heard it until another friend had mentioned it to me, but I guess it's just well-known phrase that people come into your life for either a reason, a season, or a lifetime. And 
for like multiple seasons. Yeah, but (laughs) yeah, well, well, that's the thing. I mean, a a reason could be a year's worth and a season could be five years worth. But once they're, it's just saying that once their need of you is not there anymore, then they can move on. Uh, and and we we've all seen that. And don't get me wrong. I've had I've had friendships, and and I look at a lot of the connections I made through photography, where I worked with a lot of local models, and and I'll, I'll use that that term loosely. I mean, they were friends that you met through social media back in the MySpace days, and then other other networks. I mean, there were just hobbyists that were models and hobbyists that were photographers. We'd get together, we'd do a lot of group shoots. You'd get and five girls modeling, five guys with cameras. We And we just do like round robin and take turns working with each other. And you'd build friendships up. And some of these went where you became good friends. And I remember having a few over and for New Year's one year. And, and next thing you know, it fades. And that's going to happen in some cases where you're going to build a friendship, you're going to build a connection. And in some cases, they fade and not not everything is a negative when it ends. Sometimes right. it just, it, it runs a course. It's not always a bad thing, but you can also tell when you get, <clears throat> you get replaced or a better option came up, or, I mean, all of a sudden this activity is taking more, more priority. And all of a sudden, you know, we were doing this, this, and this, and now you met this new person. Now you never have time. And and then that goes back to, like you said, if, you, if you're getting that negative vibe or you've tried for so long, and then when they come back, sometimes you can't always just open the door right away. You have to. Right. You have to be like, mm, well, I'm going to take my time with this. <laughs> um, no, but I really make a conscious effort, especially with people in my life that I really care about or like have a strong friendship with, like my best friend Val, like. I've known her, like, I guess we've been friends for 17 years now. And no matter how far she moved, she always made an effort. Like she'd hit me up on either Instagram or like uh, text me like, hey, can we set up a time to like talk on the phone this week or would just call me. And most of the time when people live far away, like you don't really always get to check in with them as much. I don't know what it is with the physical distance, but that just happens. And she always made an effort. I always made an effort with her. And we still are friends like 17 years later. And I was a bridesmaid in her wedding. Like I would always say she's like a part of my family. We still, you know, she'll message me in the middle of the week. Hey, like, how's your week going? Hey, let's set up a Zoom. Hey, let's, you know, like what's going on? Can you talk on the phone? We'll just have a conversation back and forth. I know that she's in my corner and I'm in her corner because it's, an effort even if sometimes she's making more of an effort I know sometimes maybe I'm hitting her up more sometimes it won't always be 50 50 sometimes somebody will be giving 70 and 30 and that's that's fine as long as there's it's about the consistency for me yeah definitely connecting I mean you mentioned the years apart Um, I had actually met someone I want to say I was a freshman in high school and she might have been in seventh or eighth grade. So we're, we're only a year or two apart, but we're at a, a mutual friend's Christmas party. And the way the school bus worked in the town next to me was if you left the high school, uh, the regional high school where I went and you went to this other town, 
that bus actually brought you to the middle school and then you'd kind of kind of like the port authority you'd then get off that bus and get yeah. on the middle school bus to be dispersed around town and i get off the bus because i was going with a friend of mine and she recognized me she was like hey you're at kelly's party and and we just connected and then we saw each other again i think uh at another party and she was telling me she was moving up to new hampshire and we exchanged addresses now this was pre-internet days yeah pen pals <laughs> yeah we literally pen pals for i can't quite remember now but i want to say it was 10 15 years um eventually the phone came into play um i mean i i still have her on facebook she was a bridesmaid in my wedding um I'm trying to think how long of old fashioned communication between literally we wrote letters back and forth for probably 10 years. And like I said, later on phone came into it. And I think I want to say it was at least 10, if not close to 15 years before we saw each other again. And that relationship was, was kept together Solid. Through, through. Yeah. And, and we've, been through a lot together. She's been through my breakups. I was through her breakups. I mean, we, and goods, the bads and everything. And, and that connection was there. And it was consistent over time. Yep. Also, I mean, but here's, a, okay, I'll play devil's advocate because I also feel like sometimes a gap in communication, and I've seen this with two of my friends, like they stop being friends because of some conflict and you know like he said she said because of another person that they were friends with so you know when people get in the mix it can get complicated but then they rebuilt their friendship i mean it took a few years after but now they're stronger so i feel like sometimes it can be a blessing in disguise you know and you, you can come back stronger oh i i've also had friendships that have had a break in them and, and not just a communication stopped and then you reconnect but uh hey i think it's time we need a break and then you come back and you, and you rebuild it but it takes a little more than just that all right you turned your back on me for x amount of years and now i'm supposed to we you can't necessarily pick up right where you left off and no, there, no. there are and there are cases where people think let's just pick up where we left off um, and I think in many cases, you look at your your friends and, uh, and I'll, I'll use the term friends in terms of like using Facebook or social media. And we have 235 friends on there. Or some people you see, they have thousands of friends on there. And yeah. I mean, I have a bunch of people that I, I follow uh, on there just from archery. They're across the country. They're not people I'm inviting over for a Sunday picnic. There are people I'm going to see once a year at a at a national tournament we might go to, or people I've connected through so through other social groups, whether it be an, a fitness group or a photography group, and and there's the connections. So when you look at your friends and even the the more local ones, I think we all hold some to a slightly higher standard than others. Where you mean so, people that are like living physically closer? Yeah, to but whether it be physically or or there might be a little distance, but there's some that you kind of just expect a little better communication where mm -hmm. some of them you can go a month and then a quick message, hey, how you been? And it's no big deal, but then there's other ones where you you try or there, there was a, a, a stronger base 
years ago that you're trying to keep up or they might be trying to keep up that um, that you do like a little better communications like I said I'm I'm the type of person that if you message me if you took seven seconds out of your day to say hey how you doing I'm the one that's going to reply and I know not I know not everyone works that way but I'm one that if you took a time out of your life that you'll never get back to reach out to me Mm-hmm. I'm going to reach back. So there's times where there is frustration if you send a message or if you ask the same question multiple times and you get no answer. And it's the good and bad of social media. I mean, you yeah. Facebook and you have the red receipt, you know, they saw the message, you know, it was open and they didn't reply. It could get frustrating. Yeah, and- no, that's definitely, I mean, it's annoying if you do it multiple times and no one's responding it can be very frustrating but I mean usually I'm pretty for me personally I'm pretty good at like reading when I'm like okay someone's like one of my friends she's been kind of distant lately and in the beginning I was like hey like what's going on are you okay like I'm here to talk and then she's like yeah I'm fine I'm going through some stuff and then at a certain point I just kind of backed off because I was like you know what like this person wants to come around they'll come around I'm not gonna like resist like losing I don't want to lose her as a friend I want to keep her as a friend but if it's not organic and if if it feels like you're like doing the tug of war you're like pulling the rope too much I notice that can backfire so I'm just like you know like okay like I did this I put in my effort let me just give this person space energetically physically mentally whatever they need and then when they're ready they'll come back and if it works out it works out if it doesn't then it then it doesn't I'm more I used to be more like oh my god come on like let's talk like how can we resolve this like what do we need to do but now I'm just like take a step back breathe and just be present in the moment with what's aligning in your life and let the other things come when they will and let the pieces fall where they may Uh, you mentioned and being ready physically mentally like your your team for for support and we're talking your, your your civilian team, so to speak. So we're not talking doctors and therapists. We're talking your group of friends. Uh, could you pinpoint who you have there to help you with like your physical, your emotional, mental, and spiritual or religious health? I mean, who you you probably have a person or two in each one of those pockets. In some cases, they'll cross over. But yeah, if, if you had to specifically put a person in each one right off the top of your head, you probably know who's there for those. Oh my gosh. I mean, definitely like Val, like my best friend that I mentioned from 17 years, definitely like spiritually, she's there for creative stuff. And even like support is my team with Trinity Rise. We just started a production company. Victoria and Naomi are these girls that I've known for like three years now. And, you know, I can text them anytime and be like, hey guys, like I had this new idea for like a TV show concept. And they're like, ooh, like what is it? And they're like, okay, I love this. Or like, Let's, let's change this. And we can, it's like our thinking aligns and we can bounce back of each, off of each other. But we've also built this really special friendship after working with each other, which I think is like the best because sometimes, you know, working and friendships, like if you meet someone as a friend first and you start working with them, it can be tricky, but it's about the balance for me. So they bring me a lot of balance, Val, Carla, Oh my gosh, I feel like I'm Nikki from, you know, the magazine who I'm partners with. She's always encouraging me. Like every time I talk to her, she says something positive to me. So 
and my family. Like my dad and I are very close. I just, I feel really, really grateful for the relationships that I have in my life. What about you? I know you mentioned a few people. So like, you yeah, put yeah. like each one, I know you put some people in a category, but like, who could you spill your secrets to? Like if we were to get off now and you just had this thing you were holding on to inside, who would be the first person you'd go to out of your friends? And I, I have a couple of them that I, I can talk to pretty much about any of them. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, if it's something I'm struggling with, um, I mean, Gina's been big for me lately. Like I said, my friend Aaron uh, is definitely one that I can talk to. So yeah, I, I know you mentioned and, Gina and Aaron quite a bit. Yeah. Um, and how long have you known each of them? Gina, the friendship is going on to, I think it'll be three years uh, in March. We had actually met uh, a year prior to that, um, just at a gathering of a mutual friend. And like, we were kind of like the outsider, Maria and I, it was a lot of friends from that area. We were the couple from, uh, and uh, we didn't really connect then. And then about a year later, we all went out on uh, St. Patrick's Day. It was me and Maria, Gina was there, another couple, and uh, we just connected, and I mean, I kind of opened up to her about some stuff, and I mean, she's been a, a big support. Um, Carissa, who uh, we had the the add-on for, uh, she does the yoga work and the, uh, the meditation stuff. Uh, yeah. So she's one that is a very open-minded person. Uh, Veronica's support uh, has been great. And a lot of things I, I've mentioned, I, my marriage being a roller coaster. I mean, I can say now that it's, it's at its best point it's been in a while. So things have been going really well, but, and those are, those are people that the core of the people I, I've talked to. Um, Sounds like you I have mean, a solid circle though. I mean, I, I also have, um, and talk, just talking about relationship and, and, and intimacy and stuff like that. Uh, I had a question in regards of uh, and my personal connection with religion has gone back and forth. And like, I remember I had a guy come to my door and usually like my wife won't answer the door. Say, don't answer, don't answer. Nah, I got it. So nicely dressed couple. You kind of knew what was coming at you when you opened the door. And as soon as you open the door, it's like, hey, good afternoon, sir. And do you have God and Jesus in your life? And, or do you believe in God? I think that's what yeah. I And I said, honestly, at this time, I'm not quite sure. Well, what do you mean by that? Well, my father was in the military. He was a cop. His entire career, he went out there to protect us. And he's had four heart attacks and open heart surgery. My mother was a nurse. She made people better. She worked with the sick. She worked with the needy. And she had to have a kidney transplant. So if God's so great, why did these two people that put their life into helping people and protecting people, why did he do that to them? And of course, like any good, and I don't I don't say this with a derogatory way, but any good Bible thumper, he says, well, if you look on page 11, and he has a paragraph where he can loosely connect to my question. Um, so I, I've gone back and forth, and there was one case where I, I, I had a question in terms of like, 
intimacy and okay now if you bring religion back into it do you back off for it so i called a friend of mine who is very religious and i know of of her past and what and what she does in her private life and she's saying just because i love god doesn't mean i can't do xyz and this and so here's right. i had a an hour and a half talk on it and and it was a serious conversation in terms of a relationship and the intimate part of of a loving relationship so Again, there's someone who I actually went to middle school with her and she lives down in Texas and, and we're still in touch. And, um, but there was someone, when you talk about your, your support team, it's not someone that's, I mean, she's kind of like someone on the bench, but I can call on her because she's not local. We don't talk often, but I knew that, hey, I needed that pinch hitter. And you could pick and up the phone she, and call yeah, her. And yeah, sent her a message. Yeah. And again, here's the case of, I sent her a message and it was like, okay, I have time next Thursday. Why don't you call me around seven o'clock? And so, yeah, it wasn't like call there, but she made it fit her schedule and, and helped out. Um, and, yeah. I, and I have that with, with a lot of support. Um, and I know one thing we talked about, you have your, your support with your friends and, and coaching and I have, everyone can, can use a coach. Um, you talk, I, I, I like to learn whether it be podcasts, I love TED Talks. And mm, those are one, great. There was one those TED Talk that I actually had to watch before I took my, my level three training for archery. And it talked about how everyone can use a coach. And it was a doctor doing the talk. And he talked about how there's really two ways that we learn and do something. You go to school, you learn your, your trade, and then you go and do it. A doctor goes to school and then when he's done, he practices medicine. A lawyer goes to school, and when he's done, he practices law. And that's yeah. it. You just go out and do your career. Then you take a pro athlete, the best 1% of 1%, and they have a coach by their side their entire career. They are already the best 1% of 1%, and there's a coach by their side. And not just one. One coach on how to catch the ball, one coach on how to hit the ball, one coach on how to throw the ball. And, and it's, if they're using coaches, why can't everyone use and benefit from a coach? I had, like I said, I did a quick live and coach Dan got on there and he said, and check your ego. I've used it as swallow your pride. It's okay to ask for help. And then from a coaching standpoint, it's not a one size fits all. And you have to make your own your own recipe. It, I mean, it's kind of like I put down. It's kind of like chopped or iron chef, where we get the ingredients. If I if I give you I mean, sausage, kale, and potatoes, you might grill the sausage, bake the potatoes, and saute the kale and put it on the plate. If I give those same three ingredients to my wife, she's gonna put, put, boil the potatoes, blend them up, finely chop the kale, throw it in there, slice up the sausage, and put it in there, and make galvera, the traditional Portuguese soup. You had the same three ingredients, yet two totally different meals. Right. So if it's also perception it, and perspective. Yeah. So if I if I give you advice and someone else gives you advice, I mentioned the hybrid, um, and using, and the archery. If I have and Roxanne show me something, and Coach Dan show me something, and Coach Sue up in Maine show me something, I might like what Dan told me about my stance. I like what Sue told me about my bow arm and what Roxanne told me about my release. So my 
my form is now a hybrid of the three coaches involved. It's not one size fits all. Right. One coach isn't going to tell you every aspect of your life. Yes, no, um, that's and, so true. I was going to say, also, we've mentioned, I mentioned this before, and you know this, is does it resonate with you? What resonates with you? It's more about if someone says something and if it resonates with you, then you know that you're like, okay, you know what? Yeah, okay, I'm going to work on my stance. But if it doesn't resonate with you, then don't second guess that just because someone's giving you advice. It It's just that. It's advice. And if it feels like in your gut, you're like, mm, this feels that that feels true. That feels true. Okay. But if it doesn't, don't, don't second guess it and be like, well, maybe because we start to read into things sometimes. Right. Um, so yeah, so that, that's, I mean, that's a lot of the, the big things where we, we want our circle to be strong with um, our, obviously anything health related, whether it be physical health, emotional, mental, spiritual. Uh, and then you have that, that group in that, we call it that second tier that I mean, people you can call on when you need I mean, other help. Yeah, you have a buddy that's a carpenter or electrician or, you're, or a plumber if you're toilet or and you might be mechanically inclined. So you help your friend change his brakes and you have oh, that yeah. that secondary tier of people that, that are always there for you. Um, I mean, I mentioned and I've used the phone a friend if I'm on who wants to be a millionaire. I know Aaron's the one I'm calling because he's the one that answers phone calls. And, yeah. and he, he mentioned it in his ad when he mentioned I email him here and this and that. If you want to do it the old fashioned way, call me at. And so he's, he's one of the few that still use a phone and will actually answer it without needing. <laughs> hey, there aren't many of those anymore. So I applaud him. So uh, how, okay. What is one piece of advice that you have for our listeners when it comes to, you know, the relationships that they have in their life? What's one piece of advice you would give them? The biggest one is I'd say swallow your pride. Um, or like coach Dan said, I, and drop the ego. We can all use help. And it's, I know a lot of times it's tough for people to ask for help uh, in any form. And I, I know, and I'm, I'm going to say short people. My wife's shorter. Um, so whenever she's trying to reach the top shelf, my son, who now towers over her, loves to go over there and go, I got it. I'm tall. I can reach the top shelf and rub it in. And I know some, I know that's a little thing, but I mean, there, there are some people that are stubborn and will rather break the good China trying to get it themselves than ask for help. Mm, and, and then that yeah. goes, and that goes to something that, as extreme as, you're, you're struggling uh, emotionally or psychologically. I mean, I know a lot of people are going through that now with COVID and being stuck home and maybe not seeing their friends who are keeping a bigger distance or, or, and you have a great job where you worked in an office with a bunch of people that you loved and now you're stuck staring at the wall in your home office and you don't interact with people. So if you That's need so help funny. of any form, something as serious as your, like I said, your psychological or emotional health and, get the help, whether it be support or friend, or if you need to go extreme with professional help, or again, something as simple as if you can't reach it and you got to get on your tippy toes, ask for help before you break something. And it's, it's okay to ask for help. Yeah. Well, guys, thank guys and girls and however you want to be, whatever you want to be called. Thank you for listening and joining us for this epic conversation. Yeah, so this was a good one, and uh, the plan is to release it over the weekend. 
lately our schedule has been record on uh, Thursday and I, I try to get them out by, uh, by Sunday. Um, might push for a little sooner and check back each week. We are on iTunes and Spotify as well as uh, directly on SoundCloud where we upload them. Social media, we have the Power Shift Mindset on Instagram as well as Facebook. And you can always email any type of questions that you might have for us to the power shift mindset at gmail.com. And we will answer those questions in an upcoming podcast. Um, as you've seen, a lot of our, our topics are some form of coaching, whether we talk about your friends you have here, we talked about um, the difference between winning and success. So if you have any questions that go along those lines, please send them out to that email and uh, we'll definitely get them into a uh, upcoming episode. And thanks again for myself and Shruti. Thank you so much for listening. Hey guys, Coach Jay here from the Power Shift Mindset Podcast. And I'd like to talk to you about my personal coaching page, beammotivation.com. For over 25 years, I've been coaching in one form or another and absolutely love it. It's definitely a passion of mine. I spent 15 years coaching high school soccer and baseball and absolutely love those years of my life. I've since gone on to get certifications at a level 3 USA archery coach, mental management and mental toughness certifications, and I've taken what I've coached in the sports world and applied it to life. Taking those same mindsets and skills for life coaching, getting balance in your life. That same mindset that you might take to the plate in the bottom of the ninth inning is what you're going to take into that board meeting, into that sales pitch, and even in dealing with situations within your family. If you need any form of coaching, whether it be for your athletic endeavors or for just balance in your life, please check out beammotivation.com. You can also find me on Instagram at beammotivation as well as Facebook at Beam Motivation and Coaching. Once again, this is Coach Jay from the Power Shift Mindset Podcast and BeamMotivation.com. Thanks for joining us today for the Power Shift Mindset Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. Be sure to like and subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at The Power Shift Mindset and also visit ThePowerShiftMindset.com. Thanks again for listening to The Power Shift Mindset.